and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and we turn it up, but you know what time it is. Welcome to the show. You know the Ask Geeks podcast where athletes and geeks collide. Thank you for tuning in and making this one of your first listens every single morning. Well, it used to be every morning. Now, just some mornings but anyways let's turn up let's talk about this game three because it was phenomenal especially if you are a C's fan and you know shout out to your boy because you know your boy a C's fan so shout out to us way to bounce back keep that streak alive of being undefeated in back-to-back games you know, undefeated in the playoffs, undefeated all the way back up into January. If you don't count the last two games of the, that little stretch at the end of the season, if you don't count that little stretch where we rested our starters, it goes all the way back to January. We done flipped the switch. You know, the energy has shifted. We're doing what we do. Um, but anywho, let's start with the Celtic side of the game. So, Early on, it came out, and I was loving it because we saw it in the first half. We even saw it partially in the um, second half, but it was mainly in the first half. We saw Jalen Brown take it personal. Jalen Brown in that first quarter came out blazing, guns blazing. He finished with 27 points. He had like 16 or 17 in the first quarter alone. And that man was just hitting everything. He didn't, he couldn't miss a shot. He would just, fuck it, fuck it, pull up three, fuck it. You just gotta, I don't under, I don't understand. Some of these were wide open off the, like, uh, some broken plays. Some were just tough shots. It's just like, what do you do about that? That was just a, that was just a tough shot. And that's what he was doing. And then I, I really, I really liked it when he went down court, he on that fast break and got, uh, chase don't block by uh, Draymond Green. And Draymond Green blocked his shot, and Draymond stood over him looking down, cussing him out, calling him all type of names. You can tell, you you read his lips, you can tell, he calling this man uh, all types of names, talking trash. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Jalen didn't say anything. Jalen didn't get into it with him again that time. He just looked at him. He walked off, and he was just like, you know what, cool, walk off. They got the ball inbounded because obviously Draymond just blocked it and Jalen went right back at him. He was like, nah, I want you. I want you. And cooked him. Later in the game, came back and did the same thing. He was like, he waved off a screen to Derek White. I think it was, yeah, I believe it was Derek White was trying to come up, trying to set the man a screen to try to get him a switch on him. He's like, no, I want Draymond. I want Draymond. And he was going out of his way to hunt that matchup with Draymond and just attacking him. Uh, so much so that if you look at NBA social media, people are clowning Draymond right now. Not just for the Jalen Brown part. They were just clowning him, period, for the thing. Like, his defense wasn't that good. His defense was impactful this game, though. His defense was still impactful. It just wasn't what it used to be. I'll say his help defense was still impactful. His on-ball perimeter defense. And, I mean, he's up there in age. He's not. He's never been the greatest athlete, like moving his feet and doing everything. Why he was always a high IQ player, beating you in different ways like that, and just playing being a smart defender. And so now that he's starting to get there up in age, his body's not what it used to be. 
I don't really expect Draymond to be out here moving his feet, doing everything else like that. And but but he's on the he's on the perimeter. He's on the perimeter just as um Al Horford is and just like everybody else. And he's expected to go out there. He he makes his bread and butter off being a defender and a playmaker. But at the same time, he's 32 years old. So there's only so much I really expect from him moving his feet. Well, I don't really expect him to keep up with Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or anybody like that on the perimeter. But again, I'm not here to make excuses for Draymond Green. He still has to go out there and get the job done. We saw last game, Al Hor- he was doing that same thing to Al Horford. Draymond was just blowing by Al Horford like he was nothing. So I can't. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to give Draymond the benefit of the doubt, but. You just saw it happen to you last game. You have to be more impactful this game. Uh, and that was just what Jalen Brown was doing. Jalen Brown was attacking him. He was in full-on attack mode. Even in the second half, when he wasn't being as aggressive as a scorer, and he was starting to take a back seat because Jason Tatum was starting to heat up, and Marcus Smart started hitting more shots, and everybody else started eating a little more, Jalen Brown didn't turn down the heat. Jalen Brown started locking in as a defender. Jalen Brown had a mean, nasty chase down block. Had another one where he almost had a chase down block on Jordan Poole, but he pulled his uh, jersey down. So it was a clear foul. I'm glad you may uh, didn't challenge it and just let the free throws happen. Because if you would have challenged it, it would have been a waste of a challenge, waste of a time for no reason. But Jalen was still clamping up. Jalen was like, you know what? I'm not about to. You know, in the past, Jalen Brown would get in these moods where if he stopped touching the rock, or anything like that, the rest of his game would suffer. And this game, he didn't have to deal with that. He, like, this game, he didn't get into that selfish mode, like, hey, my game is suffering. He said, oh, I'm not needed as a scorer right now. How else can I affect the game? How else can I affect the game? And I love that for him because I was just talking, uh, you know, <laughs> excuse me, this is, uh, you know, what have you done for me lately, league and everything such as that. And because Tatum hasn't been having the greatest finals um, as an offensive scorer, everybody's been clowning Tatum, especially with the Kobe comparisons, everything such as that. Everybody's been clowning Tatum and saying Jalen Brown's the real alpha of this team and the real better player. And I continue to say, no, he's not. Jason Tatum is the best player on this team. Jalen Brown is really good. Jalen Brown is all-star level player. He, he's really good. But there are still levels to this between the all-star and superstar level players. Like that it's it just it just is. It's just levels to it. And it is what it is. Like Zach Levine is cool and he's an all-star. But Zach Levine's not an alpha um what's it called, you know, number one superstar caliber player like we, we've seen Zach Levine we've seen him put on work we see him put on his own team and he doesn't jump to that superstar level he's an all-star which is crazy good like, like it's okay to be an all-star if you're an all-star still you're still like one of the top 20 25 players in this league if you're an all-star caliber player you're still one of the top 25 may, 2025 maybe 30 players in the league which is still one of the top players in the league but when I'm talking about these superstars, these superstars, they top five. They top five. Top five, top six. 
those are those superstars. That's what I'm saying. Like Tatum, if he plays up to what where Tatum can be, he can be a top six player in this league. Jalen Brown, unfortunately, just isn't a top six player in this league. But that doesn't change the fact that he's not a great. You don't have to be a top six player in the league to be an all-time great, to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't got to be top six. You can just be great in your own like your your own way. And that's what Jalen Brown is. He's great. He's a great player. It's just levels to this. But I will give Jalen Brown his flowers. He has been hooping. He's been hooping, hooping. And he's been doing what he wants to do. And I say all this because I'm saying, like, that was what I was, like, differentiating him and Tatum. I'm like, yeah, Jalen Brown is him. But Jason Tatum is another level because Jason Tatum, if he doesn't score the basketball, he can affect the game in other ways. I, y'all know I've been advocating for him to be a better playmaker. And this year he's starting to take those strides in becoming a better facilitator as so that he can score more and just getting the rest of his team involved. I've been advocating for him to take more on the defense end, and he is. He is becoming a great two-way player. Two-way player. So I'm like, you saw Jason Tatum have a bad game one, but then you saw him have an amazing – it wasn't a bad game. It was like, hey, he didn't score the basketball, but he played. He facilitated. He played defense. He rebounded. He did everything else to affect the game because his shot wasn't falling. And usually in the past, when you saw Jalen Brown in that situation, he didn't really do much. Jalen Brown was known as somebody who, if his shots weren't falling or he wasn't getting involved in the offense, he would, like, the rest of his game would, like, suffer because of it. He, the rest of his game would suffer because he started being lackadaisical on defense. He started getting distracted. He started getting in these, like, little slumps. And it just is what it is. And I'm glad that it's the NBA Finals and he's not doing that anymore. He's not. He's not doing that at the moment. Shout out to Jalen Brown. Man, man, talented. And he could be the finals MVP. He's making a case for him to be finals MVP. And I'm fine with that. I just know how NBA social media is. Like, they still do it with Steph Curry right now. They exclude him from certain conversations because he doesn't have a finals MVP. And apparently, it's just... Now, if you don't have a finals MVP, you just can't be him anymore. Or if somebody you let somebody else on your team steal a finals MVP, you can't be him. I've heard people do it with Tim Duncan. I see people doing it with Steph Curry. Um, I don't see anybody do it with Larry Bird. Kind of crazy because you can do it with Larry Bird. Do it with Larry Bird. Do Isaiah Thomas. There's other players that you can do that with. But, you know, it doesn't fit their narrative. And I just would hate for this narrative to start building around Tatum that he's not good, he's not him because Jalen Brown takes it. But shout out to Jalen Brown. I I, I want Jalen Brown to go out there and take it because if Jalen Brown going out there and hooping and playing at finals MVP level and we have Tatum playing finals MVP level, when Tatum steps up, hey, I like our chances. So Jalen Brown, keep hooping. We've been on talking about him for quite a while. Let's move on to Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum did what he was supposed to do. Uh, He had a slow start. You we we saw him get fouled early, and you can see his shoulder is still affecting him. His shoulder is clearly affecting him. He got hit on his shoulder. He was holding the shoulder the whole time. He was trying to shake it off. He missed his first free throw and then knocked on the second. 
in it, and he kept having ice bags, kept having people rub on the shoulder the whole time because you can tell that shoulder is obviously affecting him. I think when the series, you know, when the finals are over and we get into the offseason, we're going to see that Jason Tatum was playing with something either torn in his shoulder, something pulled, something, there's something wrong with his shoulder. He's probably, I wouldn't even be surprised if he had to have surgery to get it fixed because his, he's clearly something wrong with his shoulder. And he's just like, I got to play through this injury. It's the NBA Finals. It's the NBA Finals. I can't just sit here and just not play. I have to come out there and show up still. So shout out to Jason Tatum for being tough. And even with all the critiques and everything, he's still out there doing what he do. Um, F. Draymond Green, by the way. I love Draymond Green. He's one of my favorite players. But F. Draymond Green from trying to be dirty. And we saw, we all saw it on that box. And him trying to pull Tatum's shoulder. He, he clearly went after Tatum's shoulder and tried to hook onto it and hang onto it. Trying to pull it. And knowing that's his injured shoulder and trying to just irritate it even more, that's kind of dirty. Um, for somebody that doesn't like dirty plays and for a fan base that says uh, that Boston's dirty and Smart's dirty and all these other things, Grant Williams and everything, Draymond has been pulling out some antics. And usually I'm like, okay, cool with it because it's just basketball. It is what it is. Tough nose basketball. You play dirty. You do what you have to do. Anything to win. But not when you do so like that. That's kind of that's kind of uncalled for. Like, um. It's similar with the Marcus Smart thing with the uh, Steph Curry. They were upset because Marcus Smart dove for the ball. But Marcus Smart wasn't trying to injure Steph. He he dove for the ball. And you look at something like tonight. You look at that last, I mean, oh, what's it, tonight? La- last night. And you look at something like last game where Draymond just pulled out these antics and he's playing dangerous. There was a loose ball on the floor, and he literally just belly flopped trying to dive on him. He didn't even hit the ball. He just landed. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you look at things like that, it's like Draymond is kind of playing out of pocket. And usually I'm like, hey, I'm usually defending him. I'm trying to be like, nah, Draymond's still doing that. He's just playing with heart. He's just playing hustle just like with Marcus Smart. Um, because I like to call Marcus Smart our Draymond Green. Like, he, he he's that important to us as Draymond is to Warriors. But – I don't know. I don't know. Draymond's kind of playing out of pocket right now. Hopefully he cleans that up. I don't want I don't want this to taint his uh legacy because he he is a Hall of Fame player. He has a great legacy and he will go down as one of the great like one of the greatest defenders in our generation and I don't want that to be tainted because of his sloppy dirty play at an older age, and it's just getting worse because he can't affect the game as much as he wanted to on the defensive end, so he's starting to do other things right now, at least. Because we saw throughout the season, he played phenomenal defense, but right now it's just like his defense is taking a hit, so he's trying to do other ways, other things to get into it. Um, It's all good, though. It's it's, it's whatever. We'll, we'll just want to see how we're only three games, and we'll see how he cleans it up. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, he was non-existent this game. We saw... Um, this game, the last two games, he was pretty effective. We saw game one, he was more of a facilitator. The Celtics were sagging off of him and daring him to shoot. He wasn't hitting his shots, but he was still facilitating because he had no pressure. We saw game two where they were like, no, we're going to guard you. And he was just blowing by people. And on game three, forced him to be more of a shooter again. And I think I like that strategy more. Yes, it gives him rain to get a better pass because nobody's really pressuring him like that. 
but I'd rather live and die with a Draymond shot because Draymond didn't shoot too well. I mean, he started the game off 0 for 3, so I'll live with those chances. Um, But in that, yeah, Jason Tatum, he, he started off slow. He picked it up later in the game, and I'm happy for that. He was making the right passes whenever the defense was collapsing. And throughout the game, I was talking about it again. I said, why did y'all go? Why did Steve Kerr go back to this strategy? Game two, it looked it was fine when y'all were like, hey, we're going to slightly help on Tatum, but we're not going to fully commit on Tatum so that he can't just give these other players wide open shots. And in this game, they went back to just pressuring Tatum, and Tatum could kick it out to players with wide open shots. Tatum could have had like 16 assists tonight. Like he like if more shots would have fell, he, he could have had he could have had a crazy stat line because y'all are overhelping and he's just kicking it and it's just open, open. Like the game started off with uh Clay Thompson overhelping and I believe it was Jalen Brown hitting a three and it was just like, What's going on? What's going on or was it Al Horford? It was one of those two early in the game and Clay Thompson helped off and they got an easy three, so they went back to that strategy and I'm not sure why. Um we saw Marcus Smart do market smart things, play solid defense, um, facilitate. There, those those a uh, few times throughout the game, I was like, ah, you need to settle down a bit. You need to settle down a bit, PG. But that's my PG through and through. I love that man. I take a bullet for market smart, run through a wall for market smart. Y'all know how we get down out here. Uh, Texas boy, I love market smart. He just he's just the heart and soul of this team. But he throughout the throughout some of the game, he he was trying to get a little too fancy. He was like, "Hey, hey, hey, settle down," because we start turning the ball over like we were. We started we going on a run. They went on a run, multiple runs throughout the the game. You start turning the ball over. You start doing X, Y, and Z, getting too fancy. Then guess what? They start going on a run. And as everybody keeps saying, this is not the Miami Heat. This isn't the Miami. You said it yourself, this is not the Miami Heat. We get those turnovers. The Heat go on like an 8-0 run. The Warriors can go on a 20-0 run. Okay, that's how much more deadly they are on offense. We saw it happen in that third quarter when they started turning up. You have Curry just hitting threes because it's like, hey, they can turn up at any moment. So let's take care of the ball. Let's do what we have to do. Let's not try to get overcomplicated. Let's not get over fancy. Let's not do any of that stuff. We don't need to. Why do it if we don't need to do it? So let's just let's just do what we're supposed to do and, and go out there and get this win. We don't care about these flashy plays. We don't care about doing too much. Just do what you're supposed to, PG. Keep doing your thing. He came out there with 24-7-5, like I said. Play solid defense. Love that, man. Al Horford got going early. Um, I'm glad he was being more aggressive early with a shot. And then throughout the game where – he was like last game. He get the ball. He tried to bully and then try to like maybe pass out or just look like he was overwhelmed. Try to force the shot because he hadn't been getting touches. This game he was patient with it. He he there was plenty of times he caught the ball and the, they just dumped it off to him when Curry switched onto him and he just grabbed it. He's like, "This man too little. Get this get your weight up, little man." And then, huh, you know, old man style. Like, hey, you too you too little. <sighs> just power up over him. Shout out to Al Horford doing what he's supposed to do. He played better defense this game too, moving his feet well. He looked he looked much better defensively. I know that he I know he's an old man. He's not gonna be able to give you back to back great games, but 
keep moving your feet. Hopefully next game he still his you know the the knees not always feeling right. So hopefully the knees feeling good. He can move his feet a little bit. The shot he can get warmed up early so the shot can be falling and his confidence can be there already. Um, shout out to Rob Williams too. He's obviously playing hurt. You can see Rob is struggling out there. And you saw Marcus Smart was like, hey, 20% of you is better than 0% of you. And if this is only a portion of Rob Williams, that band is a monster. He was playing some defense. That boy was playing some defense. He was doing his job. He was catching lobs. He was just, he was being aggressive too, off not just only lobs. That man had four blocks, three steals. He was playing defense. He was a deterrent. He was a straight-up deterrent. Rudy Gobert style to turn to where he's like, people drop, people don't even want to drive to the paint. People were looking, you saw so many times where Jordan Poole was like, he came off that corner, you know, he's like, ah, ah. It, he looked like he about to try to go attack. He's like, oh, that Rob right there? Never mind. Come back out here. Tell him to try to pull up this jumper real quick because I don't want to see that man down there. I don't want to see that man. Ain't got nothing. Ain't nothing down there for me. Ain't nothing down there for me. Let me go ahead and stay out here. There were so many times you saw plenty of Warriors players they saw rob down there and they're like is it worth it nah we good we good we just gonna move over to the side we'll, we'll, we'll try to find a better shot we'll come back to that we'll, we'll drive if we have to but we'll try to find a better shot let's let's move back and i love that that he was being a defensive deterrent i was loving that a lot he he was out there grabbing boards he was out there bully balling draymond and i loved it because Grant was being so extra. So the first time it happened, like he just he missed it on the shot, grass snagged his board over Draymond. Might have been a um what's called over the back foul, but Draymond wasn't really boxing out, so I can see why they didn't call it. Um got the ball back, just bullied Draymond, went right back up, just using his athleticism. You saw it happen um late in game two. They just throw it up. Dray Rob just I mean Rob six nine, Draymond six six, and Rob has a crazy vertical. He gets he gets way up there. And Draymond's not jumping with Rob. If he jumps at his peak, he's a Rob's just jumping up, elevating, grabbing the ball. Draymond right there, and Draymond can't really do nothing. He's trying to swipe at the ball, and Rob's just powering up, going right back up over him, just laying it up. I was loving that because Grant Williams kept telling Draymond, you too small, putting his hand at the ground, like, you too little, you too small. And I was loving it because Rob wasn't having to say a thing. Rob was just bullying that man, and Grant was talking his talk for him. He kept being like, you too small. You too small. And it was after Draymond was getting into it with Grant and just talking trash. And you saw the whole time Draymond was with his antics all game, like I said earlier. And it's cool because it got, they, they were going right back at him. You too small. Jalen Brown going at him. I was just loving it all around that we were tough tonight. We didn't go out there and get punked. I feel like we got punked last game. And I know a lot of people talking about the fouls. Yes, last game it was a bit controversial with some of the phantom fouls, and you saw a lean in the Warriors' favor. But that's just how these series go. That's how these series go. I'm not going to be one of those people that say, oh, we, we lost the foul battle, and they were just giving them all these fouls. That's why we went. No, the Celtics got punked last game. We got punked, and we lost that game. We, beat, we, 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 we lost that game. We were turning the ball over. We were taking stupid shots, and we, got, we went out there and got punked. Today, we came out, and we were like, we're not getting punked today. We weren't getting baited in some of these, like, stupid things. We weren't getting baited by some of, like, the antics and stuff. We did, like, you know, those talk, those trash talk, but we weren't getting baited into doing stupid things because of the antics. Um, we did a better job of taking care of the ball and finding the open person and just played played better. We were moving the ball around. We were doing the extra pass where last game we'd be like, okay, let me just try to get a shot up right here, force a shot. 
No, we were getting the extra pass because the ball will find you. I I I was talking about that with a Jalen Brown. Like early on, he had the ball. He was dribbling, passed it. Ball kept swinging around, kept swinging around, kept swinging around. It was almost at the end of the shot clock, and it found Jalen Brown wide open at the top of the key. I was like, the ball will find you. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry style, where they're like, yeah, the ball will find you. The ball will gravitate to where it's supposed to gravitate. Trust your teammates. Believe in the game, and the ball will the ball will find you. So let's just keep moving that thing. The ball will find you. And we didn't do that last game, but we doing this. We did this. We didn't do this game too, but we did this last night. And shout out to that, um, Derek White. Like you go, if you just look at it, like he went zero for three for three. He went three for nine. Then you'd be like, eh, he had an okay game. Nah, Derek White is him too. Man, I'm talking about throughout the game, the little plays he was making, everything. I was like, Derek White. We should have gave up three first round picks. That's how much I love Derek White right now. Derek White is playing phenomenal defense. He doesn't try to do too much. He just plays his role, hits the open shot. He hits timely shots. That's always why I love him. He hits timely shots. And his three wasn't falling, but he was just in the paint. Like, ah, you know, little floater. And he has such a like a old man style game to where it's like, it's not, you know. It's not an old man like where he's like posting up or something like that, but uh, oh, like you're you're like you're an older player. You're not really going down court trying to dunk on anybody. You just come trying to play some scrappy defense, shoot a little floater here and there, catch and shoot a three. That like I I, I just love Derek White's game. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He had a good game tonight as well. Grant Williams, he hit he he only ended up being one for four from three, but he was bully balling in the paint, and I did like to see that like off boards, off dump off passes in the paint usually i'm like i don't want grant williams doing anything really but catching and shooting because he misses a lot of layups this man misses a ton of layups and he wasn't missing his layups today. he was just like bully ball floater stalling like mismatches in the paint was just just going back up he wasn't overthinking it trying to be like oh should i pass this should i shoot this what should i do thinking for like two three seconds then trying to make a decision when it's too late nah this man was just like nah i'm going right back up Get the ball go right back up, and I I was really rocking with that. Um, we didn't really see any Pritchard minutes too much. He got he got some um like sloppy minutes. Uh, we saw we saw him take uh try to take that contested uh three at the end of the uh quarter. And I, I shout out to that because he had Tatum on the other side, but he took he went on like one on five basically, and just still got a good look on it. So shout out to him. Um. And outside of that, like that, that's really that's really all I have to say about the Celtics. Again, uh, I know once again, like the foul, like I talk about the foul call, like that's just that's just how it goes. Like last game, it wasn't fair, but that's not why we lost last game. Fouls aren't the reason the Warriors lost this game. I will say there were a bunch of phantom fouls. I'm not gonna act like I can't see that there were phantom calls today, especially on Steph. Um, there there was some phantom, like two or three phantom fouls on him, to where they could have been like, hey getting him in foul trouble, making him sit more than he needed to, even though Steve Kerr didn't really pull him. But there were certain times where like, hey, yeah, he probably should sit down right here because he's in foul trouble. But I don't think fouls are – I also don't believe fouls are the reason the Warriors lost either. I don't I don't believe that's the, that's the reason that they lost this game. Because if you look at just the total fouls, yeah, the Celtics had like six less fouls. 
But at the same time, the Warriors didn't play well. Like, them fouls weren't the reason they started off, like, losing by, like, 15 points. Like, them fouls aren't the reason for that. They they got to clean up their own game. We're going to take a short break, even though we're, like, almost 30 minutes in. I, was ex- I wasn't expecting to talk about the Celtics this long, but I should have known better. I should have ended with the Celtics. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back to speak about the Warriors. we spoke about the Celtics and how the game went for them this second half and obviously since I'm a Celtics fan I'm gonna give a more detailed analysis and give I have more thoughts with regarding the Celtics so this segment should be much much shorter in regards to the Warriors um first we had uh Andrew Wiggins he played better this game uh I, I like I like Andrew Wiggins I know a lot of people have been calling him Harrison Barnes and everything because his shot's not falling he has struggled um from the three and I don't think that should dictate. That just lets me know that you're not watching the other parts of the game because this man is playing phenomenal defense and he's still been aggressive slashing. He's still at 18 points and seven boards, two blocks, and two steals. Like, or 18 points, yeah, 18.7 boards, two blocks, and two steals. And his shot's not falling. His three points not falling, but he's affecting the game in other ways. He is down there grabbing the ball. If you look there were so many times where it's like loose ball boards and Andrew Wiggins just goes over there and elevates. Yeah, he, he does have a 40-plus-inch vertical, but he just elevates. You see all these other players trying to fight for the ball, and he just elevates and just goes snags by himself. He's playing phenomenal defense. He's doing other things. Just because he's not shooting, once again, just because you're not shooting the three ball well doesn't mean you're not playing well. He's not shooting well, no, but this man has easily been the second-best player on the Warriors for this entire series, for this series in, in its entirety. And for him not to be in that finals MVP ladder and they have people like Looney and Poole, I think that's extremely disrespectful because you're like, yo, Wiggins is out here hooping and y'all not being consistent now and then because when the Eagle Dollar stuff was happening in 2015, it's like, oh, Eagle Dollar, Eagle Dollar. Now it's like Wiggins is basically doing what Eagle Dollar was doing back then just scoring more, right? Like having like having a potential to score more. And y'all not giving him that same love. Wiggins is playing phenomenal defense. And y'all not giving that man that same love. Give Andrew Wiggins his love. 
Get that man his love. Put it, like, he, he's been the second best player on this team. Uh, Clay Thompson came out here, and early on, that boy was letting it fly. I was like, you saw me tweeting live, tweeting during the game, talking about, hey, whoa, 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 you got too much dip on your chip. Like, this is our game six. It's not game six, Clay. Like, relax, girl, relax. This ain't game six. You out here trying to cook, and what's not like it's game six? What we do to you? It's not game six. Relax, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. Come on, now. Like, do some of these shots for somebody else. Clay, Clay needed a game like this, though. Clay needed a game like this where he just went out there. He his, his three started. They started missing more um, later on, but early on, boy was letting it fly. He was he 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 was very helpful to the Warriors because he was hitting some timely buckets, and that's important. That's that's important because um, I think this, the his first two possessions were like the Clay affected possessions. It was like an over help. And then a missed shot, a badly missed shot. And I was like, I, I was talking, I said, dang. I was like, I, I was sitting there talking in party chat with my boys. Because that's usually how we watch the game. We all in party chat, we just watching the game. I'm sitting there talking, I was like, dang. I know everybody keeps talking about Clay, this, this, and that. But I'm like, I don't understand. And they're like, yeah, but his injuries, his injuries. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I understand. Because we don't like when people disrespect Clay. We like, nah, give Clay his flowers, give Clay his respect. He didn't, he done did a lot for this team. But I was like, yeah, I'm not talking about the injuries though. This is before he heated up though. I was like, I'm talking about just the IQ in general, because you know Clay, you, uh, who you are and what you're capable. Of. But you're settling for some bad shots early in the shot clock. And that's not an injury thing. That's an IQ thing where you know you can get a better shot. Like Draymond, we see it all the time, where Draymond has an open shot, but he swings, he still makes the extra pass, works the ball around the offense, try to find an even better shot. I'm like, hey, let's see if we can get another shot. And if not, if the ball comes back to me and I still have a three, I can take this three later. So I can take this tough shot later. Like we'll try to find a better shot first. And Clay just settles for those shots. And then, like, and then I'm like, so on the offensive end, doing things like that. And then on the defensive end, I mean, it just, it don't look good right now. That defense does not look good. I'm seeing him overhelp. I'm seeing him fall asleep on defense, leave his man wide open. And he's just making some bad defensive, like, IQ mistakes. That has nothing to do with his injuries. That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't understand the difference. I'm like, he's not, he, he, he's not, ah, it's hard to say. He, like, the injuries aren't the, the problem, what's called, with his play right now. The, the, the injuries aren't his problem. The problem is he's just not playing, well, IQ-wise. It's, it's, it's his IQ. However, he still had, he, so I, I'm sorry, so, but he bounced back this game. I like, I like I said, I said all that to say he bounced back this game. Shout out to him for ba- bouncing back this game. Um, I know Draymond said, and that people are pulling up that old Draymond um, um, quote where he was talking about like how Dr- how Clay's one of those guys where the Warriors have they know they have to get him going early because if they don't get him going early and don't start running plays for him, then he starts just chugging. He starts just chucking and. He does play a lot of meatball. He just starts chucking. If he's not, if he doesn't feel like he's getting the shots he needs, he just starts shooting everything. And we saw that a little game one and last game. Like, hey, 
They're like you, you can't be. I think one of the game he had like eighteen shots and he shot awful. And it's like, hey, I think that was game one. He was like, hey, you don't need to be shooting these shots. You don't need to be shooting. No, or was it game two? Either way, regardless, um, game one or game two, he shot like, like you don't need to be shooting these shots. These are bad shots and rush shots early in the shot clock, contested shots. And you're just shooting them still. It's like you know these aren't good shots. Clay, you 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 are a high IQ player, and you one of the greatest shooters of all time. You know a good shot from a bad shot, and you know right now it, you're not you're not the Clay of old. And you and you probably might not ever be that Clay of old, but you can be like 80 percent of that Clay. It's just you got to work your body. I know you work by your body back later. You can go into next season, like go into off season, fully rehab, get your body right, and go into next season being stronger. But right now, we need to have you step it back so that other players, we can get better shots and better looks for other players, and you just take a reduced role just for this series and just this, like, because it's a finals. Just win or go home. Like, this, this, there's no, there's nothing else past this. We can't afford afford too many bad games we're down to one now we can't afford too many more bad games we can't afford any more bad games right now we need you to step up and if you can't step up we need you to be okay with taking that reduced role and being a decoy and just letting somebody else shine somebody your shots go somewhere else just for now until next season we get you back and we can get you back going next year but the NBA finals you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you a vet, bruh. You a vet. You gotta be smarter than this. You gotta be better than this. But you, I, I know I'm saying this after you had a good game, but that's because I didn't talk about game one and game two. But you gotta be better. You gotta be better. You gotta do better. And hopefully, we keep getting games like this. Cause I do want to see you at your best. Um, shout out to Steph. You know, Steph Burry on the shot, boy. So, Sid, man, he, he, he came out and did his thing. I'm glad this narrative with Steph is finally trying to leave because Steph is hooping this finals. Steph is hooping this finals. He's been known to be hooping throughout the playoffs, even though he doesn't have that neg. He has that negative stigma with him being a playoff choker, not performing well, even though he still does perform well. And he kind of struggles from the whole uh, having – too much help narrative as well because same thing like the Tim Duncan thing where people are like oh well he played with Manu and Tony Parker so Tim Duncan is really overrated it's like nah Tim Duncan Tim Duncan Tim Duncan was him Tim Duncan was him so I'm not even gonna get into that with y'all Tim Duncan we'll, we'll say that for another time but Tim Duncan was him y'all know that we, we we know that Tim Duncan was him just like we know Steph is him just cause you you shouldn't be faulted for playing for your having a competent organization that is willing to surround you with good talent, like you, that, that that shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't be a problem at all. But um, that shouldn't be a knack on your abilities, which they're showing is like going to be a knack on his ability, which is kind of it's kind of it's kind of annoying. Um, but it is what it is. Steph did what he did what he needed to do. He had an ugly, ugly, almost injury, um, in this game, and I'm hoping everything's good because and I even said during the game live tweet, and I was like, hey, dang. Y'all know Steph's my favorite player. Steph's my goat. Steph, 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 Steph's him for me. And that's why I was like, I, I was struggling this series, but I was like, do I? I'm like, I, I want my favorite team, you know, to cook them and just blow them out. But I also want Steph to play well. I want Steph to play well. I just want him to play well, or lose. That's how I wanted to go. Steph play well, or lose, so that he can still be my best, my favorite player, and he's still out there hooping. But we, my team, still wins. So I hope he still comes out. 
out next game. I hope it's nothing too crazy, and he and he just remains good. I want a good series. I want a good series. I don't want injuries to dictate the series. I want it to be a good series through and through. Um, we already spoke on Draymond how he wasn't really effective this game. He had two, four, and three. He had a, he had that one block on J- Jalen Brown where he stared him down, but like. You can think of like that moment right there with the Jalen Brown thing, and everything else we think of from Draymond Green from this game outside of that one block is either his his antics, his antics, and him getting all the rest of my memories for Draymond this game are him getting like sunned by Rob Williams, him being hunted by Jalen Brown, and him trying to pull these crazy antics. To try to do other things. Those, those are the only other things I I have from Draymond Green. Oh, and the fact that he fouled out. He he fouled out, and just wasn't. He didn't look good tonight. He didn't. I mean, or last night he didn't look good last night. It's just straight up like that. He didn't look good. Uh, Draymond has to be better too. Um, he's a high IQ player. You don't need to do these antics to do your IQ. Come on now, you know better than that. You better than that. You better than that. And him and Clay complaining about the Boston crowds. I, I, I just don't understand that. Talking about um what's it called? They were saying the F U word and uh, like I, I, I don't I don't even under I don't even understand because this is the same I if I correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the same franchise that called LeBron, you know, uh P A B and they we got like we got it recorded and LeBron looked at that and then they're talking about like watch your mouth woman and then they talk about it during the press conference and Clay's like oh well he got his feelings hurt blah 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 he goes but being sensitive and everything because somebody said a bad word to you so I'm like so people calling LeBron a pab and people calling LeBron out his name and Draymond the same person that called LeBron the b word and everything like that it's cool when y'all do it but if somebody else says it to y'all now all of a sudden people are being mean using bad words in front of kids. Kids, man, shut up. Grow up. Shut up, bro. You sound like a little over here crying over something for nothing like that. Bro, relax. Relax. Like that's it's not even that it's not even that deep. And you you trying to create this narrative, it's not in that deep. Just say, yeah, we played bad. He gonna say the first he's gonna say the crowd didn't play no effect to it. Like the crowd was like they they they, they didn't play an effect in the win tonight. But then you're gonna cry about what they saying. Obviously, they got in your head. So I hope everybody in his head again. T- um, next game, hope it is. Turn turn that up. Turn me up. That that's just ridiculous. That don't that don't even make sense. That's ridiculous. Um, anyways though, Kavon Looney, he does what Kavon Looney does. Just gives you solid play here and there. Jordan Poole, light skin assassin. Like I said, he 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 didn't look like he really wanted to attack the paint like normally. And I like that he, he he wasn't as aggressive. His shot wasn't falling from three, and he wasn't trying to be aggressive this game. I love that. Um, Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. is the player I think needs to have more minutes. I think Otto Porter Jr. needs to take a good portion of Clay's minutes and shot attempts because you get that extra length on the court to match up with Boston size because Boston outsizes you easily. And you can get that extra size on the court, and you have that extra consistent floor spacing because Otto Porter Jr. has been um, hitting his shots. He hasn't been trying to force too much. He just hits the shots, and when they come to him, he was two for three um, from three this game. He doesn't try to force the shot. He's like, oh, it found me. 
I'll take this shot. He was a part of that seven-point play for, um, for, I mean, possession with Steph where he hit the four-point play. And then Otto Porter Jr. had a um, three right out of it after it. So he was pointing to that seven-point possession with Curry. I think I think he needs to get more minutes. Gary Payton is second. Um, offensively, you're not really expecting nothing from him. You didn't really get much from him. But defensively, he still looks good defensively, and that's what he's out there to do. He's out there to play defense, and he did his job. He's obviously still hampered, but he went out there and did what he was supposed to do. And that's just that's just that's what it is. That's play defense. But that, that that's basically my take with this Warriors uh, Celtics game. Uh, we're gonna come back for Game Four, and hopefully it's another good one. See, stand up. Let's go ahead. We got this home court. We got home court advantage now. Let's go ahead and take another game. Go up three one. Going back in the um Golden State Arena, and let's just say let's go. Let's go close it out in Golden State. Let's go close it out. Let's get the job done, but don't get too happy. The job's not finished. Let's turn up and get this stuff done. But you know how it is. Anyways, it's been another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect the women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. Because simping ain't pimping. And we out. Yeah.